Uh, hello and welcome back to the official Scottish Rugby Podcast with me, Chris Patterson, flying solo this week, uh, but I'm delighted to say I've got an old mate of a guest joining us, Pat MacArthur, head coach at Ayrshire Bulls. Pat, we're making a habit of this, come a, a, a series final and we're interviewing each other, the normal habitat, this building up to another final, how are you? Well, yeah, very well, thank you. You say normal habit, it's a hell of a lot of hard work. Uh, by the whole team behind the scenes at air to get ourselves in this position. But as you say, that's three campaigns that I've been in charge of and been lucky enough to be involved in three finals. But I just want to make sure we come out on the right side of this one, or at least do our best to get out on the right side of this one. Yeah, it's a big challenge, isn't it? Before we look ahead, to it's, uh, it's Heritage you play on, on Friday night. Before we look ahead, we'll look back to last week's game a little bit against Watsonans. Came out you know, on, on top in the end quite comfortably, but it was a proper challenge that, uh, you know, Jason Bagger had a kick that would have put him a point ahead just in the 50-minute mark, and although Watsons are down to, to, to 14 men, there will be elements that pleased you, but there will be elements that frustrated you as well, I guess? Oh, without doubt, as you said, we don't want to dwell on them going down to 14 men. I think they fronted up very well. We know, I think, that, I think the, the league this year has got tighter. Last mm-hmm. year, there was a wee bit of a split. This year... Um, it's much closer uh, in a lot of the games, uh, which is good for competition. I think that Watson, did we look at that? Um, I was actually impressed. Now, we lost an interception try and then another silly one. Uh, yeah. We actually were, we were attacking very well. Yeah. And I'm going to get you the boys used to. There's a difference between frantic and a, a controlled attack. Mm-hmm. And we are pushing them. And you can see we're stretching teams across the park, whether it be set piece, mm-hmm. stretching them in that area, or in the backs, I think a lot of our play was brilliant. We're just either forcing that last pass when we don't need to. We can just look after that ball and recycle it. And that's a big part of the learning and about getting that really fine balance about playing this expansive, fun game of rugby. We scored a hell of a lot of tries this year, mm-hmm. um, as well as just being a little bit more controlled. And that will come in with experience and time in the saddle with the boys. I was going to say exactly the same. That was my, the next kind of question when I had to look through it. I think the teams have improved, certainly more competitive. And, and you've got a new finalist opponent this week that, that kind of underlines that. But I thought you've added an element to your game. I thought your attack was excellent. You just said it. I agree. And an example of that is your your short runners, uh, the timing on them is excellent. So whether you opt to hit the short runner or what you have done, Kel, you've gone through a couple of times as well over the last couple of weeks, or playing out the back to finding space, the timing and the accuracy and execution has been excellent. You add that to the succession Mall's given you over the last few years and, and weeks as well, you must be really happy with A, the attack and shape, but B, the execution of it, which is a, the important part, being able to execute in that under pressure. Yeah, yeah, without doubt. And I think a lot of that credit goes down to the work that uh, Fraser, he spends a lot of time looking at running lines. That We spend a lot of time, I mean, I'm fairly a defence-focused coach, I'm, so I spend a lot of time looking at the defence and working on that, and we base the start of our season on that. And then as the season grows, and once we've got the foundations in place, we then look at more of our attack and what we're doing that finish zone. You can start to see when it's this time of the season, and hopefully by the time the main championship kicks off, our attack's really firing, built on a basis of a strong, sticky defence. I think if you look at the stats, I think we've scored the most tries and we've given away the least. Or sorry, most yeah. points and given away the least. Absolutely, Pat. The the structure and the execution is excellent. But there's a name you mentioned there who's been a big part of that and a coaching capacity, Fraser Climber, but a massive part on field as a player as well. This weekend will be his last game, I believe, 36 years old, 15 years at the club, or 15 years and two spells at the club. 
uh, is he is he really retiring, or are you going to force another few seasons out of the thing? I kind of I've been joking with him over the last few weeks that he's retired until I need him again. Fraser, <laughs> uh, to be honest, he's played a little bit more than he would have expected this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, isn't really the plan for Fraser. The plan of the last maybe season a bit was he was there as a mentoring role. He would come in when required, but unfortunately, Richie got another mm-hmm. head knock at the start of the season, which ruled him out. And uh, as meant, Fraser's had to hang on in there a little bit longer than he would be comfortable with in a lot of games. But uh, if you look at the two ways, so he stepped up coaching. This is his second season with us. Mm-hmm. We know the experience. 15 years at this club, he's played back in Taranaki, very high level. He's played down at Scarlet's. Like, the guy knows what he's doing. And I think it helps me that I've grown up playing rugby with him as well. We're same mm-hmm. ages. And it's a bit of fun for us. So we actually enjoy the coaching bit. Mm-hmm. And most enjoyably is he'll be back in that coaching box with me next season. To share the sweeties and the stress that comes with this damn job. <laughs> hey, he scored a couple of tries of late as well, so he's the, there's yeah. a, there's still a bit of barter there if you need me to play it again. But the, uh, yeah, yeah, he's, he's been impressive, absolutely. The yeah. the challenge this week I mentioned before, it's a new opponent in the final. It's Heritage. Well, and you go back to when Premiership finals between Aaron Heritage as a player as a coach, so it's familiar there. But in the in the Fosrock series, it's a new opponent. Have you been impressed with Heritage? I know you had a draw two weeks ago. Was it twenty six all? Were they? you know, came back at the game, but what impresses you most about the Herits this year? I think Herits, they are strong up front. Like, we always know that they're a real sticky team up front, a strong up front. They've got a bloody good, um, sorry, mall defence mm-hmm. um, and they get up in the air and they really try and disrupt that area of the park and we know this, the Herits brand, the Herits brand Ben's bought into and brought his own side to it, but mm-hmm. they want to play rugby. Mm-hmm. They want to play off a fast ball and be happy jumping around the park. And that is a tough team to play against. I think everyone across the board, if you look at the teams, they are we are trying to play summer rugby, we're trying to play more rugby. And they are 100% in that. They get in their wide channels and they want to, to put the ball through in their foot to offload. So we've got to look at how we can control that and not allow them to play a really fast, expansive game of rugby. Do you learn from the game a cut loose? Because you had a, from memory, it was a, it was a quite a decent lead, wasn't it? And, and they came back into it. So how, how big was the lead? It was 21 points. 21-0, was it? It was, I think the boys are going that they don't want to, they don't want to have to sit in the changing room after another, another one of them. I'll be honest with that. Uh, look, that that yes, there's a lot of learning, a lot of learning about how we approach a game and how we physically throw ourselves about. I don't believe that in that game the effort we base ourselves on a couple of very simple things here, and mm-hmm. one of that being is effort. And if you show that your effort is off 10, 15 percent, mm-hmm. then you're allowing teams to get back in, put the effort back in, and then with what we're building off the back of that, we're in a good place. And it was a bit of a reminder about not being lackadaisical. It's funny, I'm going to ask you a question about yourself, but you might shuffle in your seat here, but you've mentioned two or three consistent themes in the, in the last few minutes, enjoying the coaching element of it. You've also given us an insight into when you have to lay the law down, perhaps after a 21-0 lead goes squad, you've got it. But also the kind of creative and the, the, the successful element you've had of three finals. How much do you love coaching? I know it's part time because you're full time work as well. But how much do you love that coaching element that you that you that, they, that you you know do so well? Well, I think so. It's full time, but unfortunately <laughs> for me, my working hours start at six at night and finish whenever I finish, <laughs> and also do work at four in the morning. So it's it's full on, and like I wouldn't do it unless I enjoyed it. Yeah. Let's be honest. And also, I wouldn't do it like a big part is, it is my home club. And I always said when I retired professionally, 
I was going back to help my old, old club that helped me away yeah. way back when. And unfortunately, or fortunately for myself, that is as head coach of the Bulls. Um, I enjoy it. Like, rugby for me is a simple thing. Mm-hmm. Like, the boys and I think the standard and the physicality required and the effort to play at this level is massive. If you put that in with a full-time job that a lot of my lads have, mm-hmm. it's a huge commitment. I have mm-hmm. them out there every single Monday, Tuesday, Thursday on that park. Right? That's just what we expect and what we do, as well as the effort on a Saturday. So if we don't enjoy it, mm-hmm. then you're not going to get the best out of it. I still have to create a team. And this is the whole thing that my lads are part-time professionals. Mm-hmm. So I expect a lot of them on the pitch. But they still have to enjoy it. They still have to feel like a really good team. And that's a big part of what I learned when I was playing professional rugby. We came in right at the start. And I was about, when I very first started with Sean O'Neill, he created a good team. Right? Mm-hmm. He then added layers onto that. Once you have a team, you can add layers onto it. Um, There's the proof that, that you've got a job as well, Pat. There's your phone going. I know, sorry. I'll do that in silent. Um, aye, so, look, I think uh, coaching, I really enjoy it. it is, Darn stressful, I'll give it that. Yeah. I always laugh at the games that, oh, I'm putting myself through the coaching bits, brilliant. And then you put yourself through 80 minutes of anxiety because, as a man, I, I, I'd love to go on there and just fix it yourself. But it's that, it's that pulling yourself back and trusting that what you've been working on and, and the systems in place are going to do it. That's the hardest thing that yeah. I find. How do, how do you, how do you, because for someone who played for so long professionally as well, and you're right, I think that is the hardest thing. How do you do that? Is it just experience of being able to relinquish that, that power? Or do you have to physically fight yourself from getting overly attached, getting overly involved? Because it must be really hard not to kind of take everything on and try and solve it all immediately. Well, yeah, 100%. That And that is, I mean, I've now coached for what, eight years, I think, whether it be assistant coach in the Premiership, and we did really well, or in around the Super Six. And it's trying to find that fine balance because you just want to scream and shout and make sure that everyone knows what's expected. But you have to be able to go back and forth. And then the big thing for me is brought Fraser along because I trust Fraser. I've got Robbie Ferguson. These are guys that I've grown up with. I've got a guy in the background that not many folk know about, Gordy Copes. So he's mm-hmm. our team manager. And he does a vast amount for us, mm-hmm. whether it be looking at recruitment and all these things. So I've got a really good network around me that allows us to really focus on myself, to really focus on right, what are we doing with our team and how are we best getting and moving forward, moving little tweaks and really focus on that side of things. But I think, uh, I don't think I'll ever find it easy. In my head, I still love, love to play, but unfortunately, my body gave that up a few years ago. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago, Pat. They, obviously, the weekend's the final and I wish you well with that, but you've already alluded to the, the, the championship, the, the Fosok. Super Series Championship will be kicking off later on the season. What, what does the next couple of months look like as you build up to that for you and your players, I, I suppose? So we've got to give it all this weekend, then a bit of rest and re- recharge. So the boys will be off for two weeks. So I've given them strict holiday times and credit to the lads. They're all, they've all stuck into this. Mm-hmm. So we're off for two weeks, but that isn't off being slob sitting with feet up. That's just keep ticking over. There's no point in doing so much work over the last four months to come back ready to play our first game in six or seven weeks and be burst. Mm-hmm. So they'll be away from me and they'll get myself a wee recharge and they'll have a recharge. Then we're back in for a bit of S&C skill focus. Um, then a little bit of recharge and then game focus again. And I think everyone does it differently. Yeah. But I think that I trust my boys not 
to just put their feet up and become slobs. So mm-hmm. we all need a wee break. A lot of guys are working very hard on numerous fronts, need some family time. And then when we do turn up, pitch up, it'll be straight back at it. There'll be no building into things. That's my biggest thing. I say I won't hold training up for someone's inability to be fit. So mm-hmm. once we start, I expect I'm able to take the load that we have been running at. Yeah, well, good luck with that. Good luck on Friday night and, and good luck with the championship comes around. Other games this weekend, uh, on three o'clock on Saturdays, uh, Birmingham Bears versus Southern Knights and then at five o'clock, it's Watsonians versus Still and Wolves. So um, all the, the teams will, will finish this weekend, have a short break and then be back for the championship. Before we let you go, though, um, your former team, Glasgow, uh, unfortunately, kind of missed out on, on Friday night in the, the European Challenge Cup. I know you were Involved new game, but did you did you see the the Glasgow game? Did you manage to catch any of it? So I watched a, a bit of the highlights, and look, it was a disappointing night. We had we had a fairy, fairy tale story, and I put a wee clip up before the game that it's putting Scotland in a good position. Scottish rugby in a good position leading into the World Cup. Look, one of the pro teams is sitting there in their European final, massive effort mm-hmm. to get there with a lot of Scottish players within that team. Um, I think that it wasn't the outcome we wanted. But it's experience. They've got to get used to these big, big high-level games. And unfortunately for them, with the semi-final, the, the sorry, the playoff the the week before, and then that it didn't yeah. quite click. But remember, going back a few years, we lost the first big attempt at uh, the Pro 14. Yep. Then we came back a much more rounded team with the experience in there. So I'm not saying that it's a good thing to have happened. Yeah. But uh, it's all this experience building, and then I think look, the team's doing really well. I think Big Al at the helm, myself. Keep up with him, and they've got a good group in there, a good group of guys. And for me, that team will will kick on from this. Yeah, he was hoping use all the experience and channel it in a positive manner. Listen, Pat, thanks a million. We'll let you get going. You've got a, you've got a couple of messages to that phone rung a couple of times, so we'll let you get back to your work. And I'll see you on Friday night. Good luck uh, to you and, and both teams uh, actually for the the Fosrock Super Series Sprint Final on Friday. So great to catch up with uh, Pat earlier this week. Um, obviously, we got the Fosrock Super Series Sprint playoffs this weekend. Mossy, are you going to be involved at all? I am. Uh, I'll be. As I said to Pat, there I'll be down at Milbury on Friday night, um, uh, commentating in that game. Um, what do I expect? I think Ayrshire Bulls at home are probably they've been almost too strong for everybody. I know there was a draw with Harriets. Um, the Harris team's loaded. I think it's as strong as it can go. Um, yeah, it is definitely. It is, and you know, I don't think there's uh, many injuries. One or two players back. Good depth in the, on the bench. They'll take a lot of, um, I suppose, heart from that draw. The twenty six. It was a better draw for Harris than it was for the Bulls. Yeah, being twenty one nil down, yeah. being so far back. down and being away from home. So I think yeah. uh, that'll give a lot of hope. But I just think. I thought Ayrshire Bulls were uh, well, last weekend were really clinical in attack. I know Pat mentioned it as well, just the, their attack and shape. They've got a great home record. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I really am looking forward to it. It'll still be light quite uh, into the majority of the game as well, which is a, which is a, a bonus. Um, the sunset in Melbourne is well, quite nice, it, isn't I, it? Yeah, so. I was so used to the winter nights when you're watching rugby and the Friday nights at the start, but it, to, to have some natural light for the, for the majority of the game will be good. Um, yeah, but if you're... If, if you were to ask, I think it'll be uh, Ayrshire Bulls at home will probably just be that, that little bit too strong, but looking forward to it. Definitely. And do you think that Ayrshire are still top of the pile? Because we've seen Watsonians yeah. either slip or stagnate a little bit uh, yeah. and the other teams are improving, do you think? 
Again, Pat mentioned that and alluded to that. I've spoken to one or two of the players um, from, from all the teams, actually, and they've said that this sprint series has been more competitive than others. Um, and there was a couple of views on that. I think the, the most popular and the most positive view was that um, Watsonians uh, and Ayrshire Bulls have been the strongest over the last couple of seasons, absolutely. But everybody's catching up rather than them dropping down. So there's a, there's a closing of the gap and there's a, a more competitive element because of the, the teams who've maybe not been at the final over the last couple of seasons uh, or, the, or the top standings are pushing up. I think still and, and um, Heritage are good examples of that. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. I, I think, um, you know, the, the game on, on Saturday as well between... Watsonians uh, and Stella Wolves is a real tough one to call. So there is, there's, there's, there's a lot of um, not nervousness, but a lot of uh, jubilee about where the where the result goes because that, that gap is closing. And what do you think is the key factor for that gap closing between them? Do you reckon that's a change of personnel up top in the coaching setups? Because I know there's been a few, yeah. few changes here and there. Um, yeah, I for mean, the sprint series, I, I think it's um, and the players improve. Coaches improve over over time. They, they probably more understanding of the opposition as well. They, uh, there's quite a bit of transience in terms of players playing for one team and then another team. So there's a lot of shared learning and understanding. But I, I do think it's a it's an improvement on on execution. I think some of the the set piece plays have been excellent. Some of the structure around we've seen the trends in the the professional game around driving lineouts, for example, that's filtered down. I mean, Ayrshire Bulls have a really strong lineout. Some of the the efforts in defence have been excellent. I know we'll we'll touch on the, the Bears versus the, the Southern Knights as well, but some of the goal line defence or the five metre line defence from Birmingham Bears, although they went on to win the game against the Southern Knights, was you know more comfortably than probably or less comfortable as the score suggests some of their goal line defence was exceptional like it really was brilliant so there's elements of the game that I think on whole have improved uh, as well as individuals uh, improving their skill set um, and yeah it's three tough tough games to call I know they're quite similar to, to the, the fixtures from last week but tough games to call So as you alluded to there Mossy we have the Super Series Sprint Super Saturday Bring the bring all the supers in there. Um, <laughs> get your teeth in. Yeah, I know. That's a that's a bit of a tough one to two get games, out. Mega Land and Saturday. Two, yeah, two and games. And now they're tough to call. Do you but know, like, how how much of a how much will that neutral venue play yeah. an impact for that Watsonians Wolves game? Do you reckon? Uh, that, that's the. I keep saying they're both tough to call. I don't think I make a huge difference. I mean, the players will be used to playing there. I think Wolves are definitely stronger at home, so it is a, an away game for them. Um, Botonans will be frustrated with the the kind of outcome of, of last week's performance away at the Bulls. They were in it. They were really, I mentioned it to Pat as well. They were, you know, kind of 60 minutes. They were down to 14 men really early on and then fought and had the opportunity to go ahead after about 50, 55 minutes and were really combative. Um, so I think Botonans will be, and knowing Stevie Scott coach he'll be frustrated at that and he'll have them really fired up I think the Wolves will be looking for another big push up towards the end of the season they've played some brilliant stuff they've got some really cute attack um, they've probably been a little bit loose at times but um, exciting to watch so I don't think the venue will have a, a huge bearing on it um, it's obviously a home venue for, for Burnham Yorkie Bears another game against Southern Knights and it's always interesting we used to do this in Europe when I was playing it would be a head to head like a back to back game where you play the same opposition yeah, week yeah and week. I remember those. I remember I, those days. It, 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 like, there's loads of subplots in it, whether it's individual head-to-heads. And, and I watched the game uh, 
from from the weekend down at, down at the Green Yards. And there was quite a lot of verbal you could hear over the referees, might between players, and that then, you know, individual back and forth, back and forth. But that would get forgotten about if you don't play again in for another four months. But yeah, when you're playing yeah. within six or seven days. It's there'll be a bit of heat in both those games, but yeah, we we'll look forward to it and. Um, It'll you know, culminate the, the sprint series and then all eyes will look ahead to the, the championship later in the season. Yeah, so we have uh, Birmingham Bears playing Southern Knights, uh, followed by Watsonians taking on Sterling Wolves. We also saw you chat to Pat a little bit around uh, Glasgow's final in the Challenge Cup. What, what did you make of that game? Oh, it's disappointing, wasn't it? I think... Uh, um, yeah, disappointment's the, the ultimate emotion. R- really big ask. You know, to, in order to uh, to get to a, to a final is excellent. Um, the standard of opposition. I actually thought Toulon two games leading up to it, Toulon hadn't played well. The and then they pull out the well, out yeah, the and the teams had changed. It had a couple of different changes, and they'd really targeted this match. Uh, you could see the emotional investment in a lot of the players. The you know the access or the carrot of access into the Champions Cup, winning the, the Challenge Cup, um, and it. Can he culminated in them uh, Toulon having a really good start. I don't think there's much Glasgow could do about the first try. Saran's try is a brilliant piece of skill. Spoke of this earlier as well in terms of like clever rugby players just still can he warm my heart. You know, th- th- you look at the defence, it's physical. It always, doesn't it? It, it is. Always it's cl- it's clever and intuitive. That in someone's eye and they take yeah, that opportunity, don't definitely. they? Definitely. Yeah, and, and for those who didn't see it, I mean, it's a, the normal picture, a minute and a half in, Toulon have got a, a lot of attack. Glasgow's defensive line's in really good shape. They play a high press, so there's a little bit of space in behind. Baptiste Saran, just it's delightful. What is it, like a four-metre grubber kick? Just mm. just behind the line, picks up and scores. Yeah. Just about got it down, I think, when he scored. He just touched the line. But it's like th- there's a really good example of some of the challenges the game faces at the moment about physicality and how you break down a bigger team. It's very difficult. But there was an example of finding space somewhere maybe not traditional in the first minute to push a grubber through for yourself but he found the space the scale execution to deal with it so so Glasgow fell behind and the next two tries came off Glasgow's errors and, and from that point when you're up against a, a physically a bigger side and your execution isn't quite on it, it it's it's a big ass to get back into excellent level of fight and commitment but the accuracy that was that's been so good for Glasgow all season wasn't there under the intense pressure that, that Toulon put on them. So disappointing way at the end of the season, but but uh, yeah, really good strides uh, made throughout the, the 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 first season with Franco Smith and George. And you say disappointing end to the season, but what a season it has been up until that point, hasn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's always nice to see one of the pro teams in the playoffs uh, mm-hmm. in the URC get into a final in Europe. And that's surely going to do ben- or do wonders for Scotland going into yeah, Rugby World Cup. It, it, we should never take it for granted. Like top eight in the URC, top four in the URC. We, had, you know, the season before, well, last season, if we include this season as this season, um, both Edinburgh and Glasgow qualified for the top eight, um, and getting two teams in that that top eight was excellent. Um, this year we only got one, but it was Glasgow, and they were at home. Uh, you know, you should never take that for granted. The, the effort that has to go in to get to that point, um, and then obviously reaching the final of the Challenge Cup. So big, big steps forward. I know there's a, uh, you know, there's a lot of science and there's a lot of understanding about reaching finals and sometimes losing finals before you win one, and, and, and that is, is 
I suppose it's evident, isn't it, really? But it doesn't have to be like that. If you get to a final, if you ask any individual player, you, you don't want to lose one before you win one. So it's not it's not a plan, but you know, having the experience of getting to the final, realising and acting on really maybe where the where Glasgow felt they felt short a little bit in both the the quarter final the URC and the, the semi final uh, the final sorry the Challenge Cup but will help next year. But in reaching the knockout stages you also there's an understanding of how difficult it is and how important every single point throughout the season is. Um, so yeah, the sets the target, sets the bar, you just have to try and push through and, and, and you know improving that next next season and the season thereafter. Well, thank you very much for joining us this week on the official Scottish Rugby po- Podcast. As we look ahead to, oh, as we looked ahead towards uh, this weekend's Super Series Sprint Playoffs, um, best of luck to everyone involved. Um, and we'll be back with you with more exclusive content in June. <laughs>